Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Terran Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's Razors. Harry's makes great razors at a fair price. Over 3 million guys have switched to Harry's, and that's because it's it's awesome. You, you, this this whole idea of things just being sent to you, it's it's great. And it's, it's new things all the time. You, you subscribe to this thing, or you buy the thing, or whatever it is that you want to do, and you get... You get lots of great stuff. They've stripped out all the unnecessary features. Uh, you don't need a vibrating handle. Uh, I don't even know what that would... That would, seems very uncomfortable if you're shaving your face with a vibrating handle. And they cut all those unnecessary costs and pass down those savings to you, the customer. And you get one perfect razor at an amazing price. I was, I was doing a, a Big Brother morning update the other day. And, and Brett noticed that I hadn't had time to use my Harry's razors yet. yet. And like that, that's, that's what happens. You get so used to looking so great. With, with these razors, and then you, you just got to keep going because it's so good. And they're so confident that you're going to love their blades, they're going to give you a free trial shave set when you sign up at harrys.com slash Taryn. All you have to do is pay for shipping. The set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision-engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. So get your free trial. Go to harrys.com slash Taryn right now. That's harrys.com slash Taryn. Of his social life It's the Terran Show The Terran Show Don't ask if he's single You already know Cause it's the Terran Show A simple name For a simple guy With a simple face It's the Terran Show Hello everyone And welcome to The Terran Show Guys This this is gonna be An amazing An amazing interview I can already tell I've been looking forward To talking to this guy For a while Um one of my favorites from Big Brother Canada. It's Bruno Ayala. How you doing, Bruno? Amazing, man. Thank you for that awesome uh, introduction. Uh, I'm doing great. Can't complain. Life's good. And just got back from vacation, so uh, feeling good right now. Yes. Uh, va- vacations are always fun. Uh, did you enjoy it? Uh, we had a blast. You know, I took the wife and the kids. We went on a cruise. Went on a nice little cruise there on a big ship, Oyster the Seas. Took them to Disneyland. They loved it. And uh, I'm nice and tanned right now, feeling good. So, <laughs> Do you get to do many vacations? You know what? We try to keep the kids traveled. You know, uh, I want them to see the world and stuff. You know, growing up Italian, you know, we we don't really try. We didn't travel much as kids. Uh, it, you know, it's just a different culture, I guess. And uh, so I, I want to definitely get the kids to see the world. So I try to bring them somewhere every year. Uh, I took them to England a couple of years ago, Punta Cana a few times. I try to get them out there and just to see the world. Cool. So did you, you grew up in Canada? I did. I grew up. I was born and raised in Ottawa. Never left. And uh, but you know, like the. The old Italian traditions, like we don't really, they're more like a save your money kind of thing instead of going yeah. on trips. So it's an older mentality. And uh, yeah, so we didn't, we didn't travel too, too much. Was it, uh, were there any other like Italian things that you did? Like, did you feel distinctly Italian growing up? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, uh, our whole family is very old traditions. Like we, we make our own sauces, our own, uh, you know, pasta sauce, our sausages, our wine. I, I've been like, I've done it all. You know, we were kids and we're as a family, you know, you have the day you get together, you get all the tomatoes, make the sauce, all that stuff. That's us. We have like a, every Sunday you go see the grandparents, the family, it's a family day. Oh yeah. Very traditional, uh, old school Italian values for sure. For sure. Did you have like a, like a big family? huge huge like we have uh like on birthdays we'd have 30 people 40 people and the thing is in april 
April and May is when all the all the birthdays are. So literally, be like two days away, and you see it's you see the same thirty people. And then it's two <laughs> days later, you see the same thirty people, and it'd be for like a month. By you know by April thirtieth, you're just so sick of seeing everyone. But yeah, it's it's so cool. But yeah, you know, big family, big gatherings. For sure. You you never like consolidated like uh, you know combine the birthdays. <laughs> well, you know when you're kids, you, you want to have your own thing. You know what I mean? So. Uh, we used to when we were younger, but as we got older, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is our day, so. <laughs> yeah. So do you have, like, a lot of siblings? Yeah. Okay. So actually, my family's it's pretty, it's pretty complicated. So uh, my parents were divorced when I was about seven years old. So they went their own ways. Uh, my dad remarried. So my, my parents, my mom and my dad, we have myself, my brother, and my sister. That's my, my blood, 100% blood. So uh, when my dad remarried, uh, the lady he remarried had two boys. So I had two stepbrothers. And then they had two kids of their own, so I have a half-brother and a half-sister. So I have a real brother, a real sister, two step-brothers, and a half-brother and a half-sister. So there's a lot of kids growing up in the house. It's a very busy house. Very, very busy house. Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 can, I can sort of relate, like, in terms of the weird family structure. Uh, but my, like, I had a ton of siblings, but none of them were full-blooded siblings. Um, <laughs> and then I only, I only ever lived, like, that I can remember with one of them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it gets very complicated when, uh, with the, the divorces. Big time, big time. <laughs> uh, did you, did you feel like very close to all of them though? Or, or was there like some distance? No, absolutely. We're very close. I mean, uh, my stepbrothers were, one was a year younger than me. One was a year older than me. And, uh, so we were very close all growing up and, and my, my other brother, my, my blood brother, he's seven years younger and we're super close as well. So we're all very, very close. And it's just, that's just the way we are family first. That's how Italians are always brought up. You know, family is very important. And, uh, I've instilled that value, uh, even into my kids, you know, uh, same thing. Family's everything. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you grow up watching big brother? Like when did you start to get into it? So actually it's a funny thing. One of my step, my younger stepbrother, Steve, he, he was, it was big brother one and, uh, he's sitting on the couch and he's like, Bruno, you got to come check the show out. So I, I sat down for like five minutes. I'm like, no, I can't do this. This is, this is a stupid show. <laughs> I literally was like, I'm not doing this. And I left and I, I could sit there for five minutes. I'm like, yeah, there's no way I can watch this thing. And then season two started and I just happened by chance to catch it from episode one. And I was like, all right, whatever. I sat down, watched it and I got hooked. So that, you know, from that moment, season two is when I was hooked. And then that was a show I had to watch. And it's funny because, you know, I was I was a lot younger then in my mentality. And I remember even saying when I was watching Dr. Will play and I was like, because I, when I was a kid, I was actually a pretty bad kid. Uh, like if you would have known me back then and you would have seen me today, you wouldn't even you'd be like, there's no way I was a very different person back in those days. So, you know, I was like when I saw Dr. Will, I didn't know about strategies. I'm like, that's how I would play Big Brother. I just <laughs> go out there and throw things around and throw every competition. You know, and you fast forward, whatever it is, 10, 15 years, whatever the hell it is. And I actually get to play and I didn't play anything like him. I was kind of, you know, I guess I matured. And but when I was, you know, 15 years old or 16 years old, however old I was, I was like, yeah, that's how I'd be. Because that's what my men my mental state was back then was like, oh, yeah, I just go in there and just cause trouble and and all that that stuff. Because that's where my mindset was when I was, you know, 15 or whatever it was, 16, 17 years old. So uh, it's funny when I was like, that's how I would do it. And I knew I always knew I had that personality or the, the social skills because I was a very social person. I was, I was pretty popular in school. Uh, always got along with everybody. So I knew I was like, this game is built for me. Like I could do this game. This is talking. No problem. I make friends with everybody. I go into a room where I know nobody and I'll come out being friends with everyone. That's just the way I am. I've, I've been very social my whole life. So uh, it's just like I said, it's just funny watching Dr. Will play, you know, when I'm that young saying that's how I'm going to play if I ever play this game. 
or you know if i did play this game and then you fast forward whatever it is 20 years and i'm matured i'm i'm a 30 year old man uh, with kids and a wife and it's like no i would never do that at this age you know what i mean so <laughs> It's funny how it changes. Yeah, well, what, what kind of trouble were you making when you were younger? <clears throat> oh, man, I was, you know what? Um, you know, it's funny because uh, it'd be hard to believe, you know. Uh, I was, yeah, I was a pretty rough kid, man. I was, it was a different time, though. Back then, we didn't have, you know, Twitter, uh, Facebook, stuff like that. So, you know, today you see people, they go on Twitter and they, they, they talk trash and stuff, and they get away with it. Back in, in, in my day, you didn't have that to hide behind. If you wanted to tell somebody something, you actually told them to their face. And that's how things went down. You dealt with it on the spot and that was it. Problems were solved where I find today it's everyone's kind of a, a keyboard warrior, you know, uh, which is that's just the way it is. And then that's but I come from a different generation where there was nothing to hide behind. And there's a lot of things like that. But I, I used, you know, I've been kicked out of school a couple of times. Uh, I held most of the record for like most suspensions at my at one of my schools. I, it was a, it was a different time. man. you know, I was uh, borderline homeless at 15. People, a lot of people don't know that uh, I was very street smart back then. Uh, you know, I just, but as I got older, I kind of matured and grew out of that phase, but yeah, I was a pretty rough kid. I was a pretty, I was a pretty different kid. And, uh, uh, but like I say, you know, you get over, like you get older and, and you kind of have that fork in the road and you can take this path or you can take the other path. And, and I'm glad the path I took because I'm a completely different person now. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today or have what I have today with my wife and my kids if I kept on the other path for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, how, like, how do you, like, how did that start? Like, how do you think you got to that place? Yeah. So like, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. I always had like a chip on my shoulder. I was that kind of kid, you know, and just, uh, I was like a class clown. I was very rebellious. Uh, I didn't like authority at all. Never listened to authority. Uh, very, just, uh, very bad in school. Like just, just a bad kid. Like I was never like, a, I didn't pick on people. I wasn't that kind of guy. Uh, I just didn't like authority and, uh, yeah, it's always acted out. And then, so when I actually got kicked out of my house, I was 15 years old. I had nowhere to go. I had nowhere to live. And uh, luckily, and this is actually a guy, uh, he's, he's family to me now. He's a brother to me. He's a very, very close. And uh, but but back then, I barely knew the guy. We were just pretty much acquaintances. And when I got kicked out of my house, another Italian guy. So we hung out that night and his parents were like, no, 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 you're staying here. Like you're staying in our house. I don't even know. I just met their parents that night and they're telling me, no, no, you stay here. So I actually lived with them for about seven months, eight months, free of charge. I had one pair of pants, one shirt, like with the clothes on my back. That's what I had. Uh, slept on the couch like it was it was different times for sure you know and uh even to like i played a lot of basketball back in the day so doing a lot of uh like just even i used to smoke cigarettes to get cigarettes you know you play a basketball game you know for a few cigarettes or whatever you know uh we, we had this thing called ghost phones man where it was a phone that worked today it didn't work tomorrow you know and it just you'd play for phones it was a different time man for sure so uh you know i had a lot of like uh more like street smarts i was never really book smart but i was very very street smart and uh yeah so i did that for a while and uh, then when I finally like said, okay, I can't live like this anymore. Like I'm going nowhere in life if, if this is the path I take and I just cleaned up. Then I met my wife a couple of years later and it just literally changed me completely. I just said, no, 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 this is, this is someone I want to spend my life with. And she's not, she doesn't want to be with a loser. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> she doesn't want to be with this guy. So I said, no, you got to smarten up. And I did. And it's the best thing I ever did for sure. Yeah. Well, what led you to, uh, getting kicked out of the house? Oh man, like I said, I was just a, I was just a bad kid. You know, I, uh, did a lot of trouble in school. Like I, I think it was the third time I got expelled. I got expelled. Yeah. It was about the third, second or third time I got expelled. And it was just like, yeah, no. And we just never saw eye to eye and, uh, yeah, I just said, get out. And so I was done just like that. And it just, like I said, there's a lot of trouble back then. It's a, a very, very, very different time in my life. And just in society altogether, like I say, you know, uh, and, uh, anyway, yeah. So it just, yeah, just a lot of uh, a lot of trouble, getting in a lot of trouble, and I think my parents wanted to teach me a lesson. They said, "Get out." 
and uh, you know what? It, it definitely taught me. And that's why one thing too, it's uh, it actually, you know, as, as sad as it sounds, it actually helped me get ahead in life by being like that because I've, I've been at the bottom. I've had nothing. I've literally had nothing in my pockets. I had one pair of pants, one shirt, and it's like, I have to survive. And this is the truth. So I know what it's like to have nothing, not a dollar to your name. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for that family that helped me out, I literally had nowhere to stay. So, uh, you know, it helped me in life to, to be more appreciative and to like save money and just like, I don't want to reach that point again. You know what I mean? So it was, it was definitely a lesson to learn and, uh, it helped me out in the long run as, as, as crazy and as sad as it sounds, it really changed my, my path in life for yeah, sure. I can imagine. Well, like, like, yeah. like how, what is it? Like, how do you get through that kind of thing? Like that when you feel like you're like rock bottom, you're just kicked out. Like, uh, you, you've, you've got one pair of pants, like, like what, mm-hmm. like what is going through your mind? Well, that's, I'll never forget the day too, man. I was literally sitting there and I had my hands in my head, my head in my hands. And I'm going, I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. But I know, like, I know there's so much out there for me. I know like I'm, there's something there for me. I'm, I'm made for something. There's a reason why, like why I'm here, you know, and I, I'm a firm believer, very firm believer. Everything happens for a reason. Uh, you know, if I'm standing here today, I'm meant to be standing here today. Like, uh, you know, if I'm in this spot, I'm meant to be in this spot right now at this moment. I'm a very firm believer of that. And, uh, so I have my head, my head in my hands. I'm like, man, like there's something bigger out there for me. Like, this is not how I'm supposed to live my life. And that's when I just snapped out of it. I said, it's like, wake up, man. Like, what are you doing to yourself? I'm looking around and I'm seeing these people like just, you know, in a good place in life. And here I am just in like this, this really bad spot in life. And I'm going like, how am I here? And these people are there. And like I said, I was very popular. I had a lot of friends. I had no problems in, in school, uh, like with like peers and stuff, with people, everyone, I got along with everybody. So I'm like, how am I in this spot when I have so much going for me? And here I am literally at the bottom, like rock bottom in life. And I, I'll never forget. I literally sat there with my head in my hand saying, no, 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 this changes today. And it did. It really did. What, what kind of steps <clears throat> did, you, did you take to start changing your life? Just, I, you know, it's uh, first things first. I, I just, you know, bit, I took my pride. I, I, I just, uh, I went and called the house. I called my parents and said, Hey, we got to talk. You know what I mean? Like that was the big first step, I think. And I was like, no, 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 I can't live like this. I got it. We got to talk. And, uh, and that's where it all started. And then when I went back to the house, I was like, okay, I'm not going back into the old ways. I'm going to change my ways. And, you know, I started listening a little bit more and just things like that. Like, it, obviously it's not something like, it's just like night and day, you just turn a switch. It's not like that. Like it is a process, but cause I was like, I did have, uh, just like my mentality was very different back then. And it's funny because the people that knew me back then that see me today, like on the show, they're like, Whoa, who is that guy? You know what I mean? And the people that know me today are like, there's no way you were that guy. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a complete different, uh, a, a different like path I was on. So anyway, it's just, uh, yeah, it just, it was kind of a gradual thing. I just said, no, I'm done with doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I got rid of all the bad friends. I had a lot of like, like I said, I knew a lot of people and I, I just, I got rid of all the bad, uh, the bad influences, the bad friends and just started a whole new life and a whole new path. And, uh, and it was definitely the best thing I ever did. And like I said, once I met the wife, it was just right from that moment on, it was like, yeah, I need to be a better person. I don't, I don't want to lose this. Like, I do not want to lose this. Yeah. So like, do you feel, do you still feel like connected to that former self? Do you still feel like that person there inside of you somewhere? Or do you feel like you, it's like, like what, how, what is the feeling? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, um, you definitely do feel there's, there's times that where it, it wants to, I don't want to say like it wants to come out. Like I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm like bottling it in, <laughs> yeah. but you know, um, you know, it's, it's still like, you're still that person. You just choose to, you know, bite your tongue a little bit or whatever. And you just know, like, you know what it's like to go down that path. So you just don't go down that path. You know what I mean? Like I, it's, 
you are who you are. I know people say like you can change and stuff. Yes, you can change, but you are who you are. And it's just you. I'm just smarter now into make into making the decision. Do I do this or do I not do this kind of thing? And uh, but yeah, I mean, like the switch is still there where if someone pisses me off, uh, you know, like you've seen, uh, I, I do have a reaction <laughs> button. And it's there, but it's it's hidden now. It's definitely uh, deeper down than it used to be. It was definitely right below the surface before, and uh, now it's definitely deeper down. That button's hidden for sure. Yeah, well, because like you know, you grow up and you like that's when you learn your 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 basic reactions to things and like just the instincts that you have. And then it's hard to it's hard to really like change those or get rid of those. It's just a matter of uh, like as you're saying, like just kind of like actively choosing to be different despite the fact that you may still have these like base instinctual reactions to things. Yeah, absolutely. I think it comes with maturity and, uh, and, and stuff like that. Like, like I said, when I was younger, uh, I was pretty wild and, and things like that. But as you get older, it, it just, yeah, I have so much more to lose now with having kids and a wife and stuff. It's just, you know, I think it just, you know, what's important in your life. Um, you know, no more games. Like you just, you mature and you grow and then just, I think it, it helps for sure. Do you do you worry about like your own kids? Like, do how, like what do you try to do to to make sure that they you know you know don't have to deal with the same kind of stuff that you did? It's funny because I do see some of uh, some of my tendencies in my uh, of me and my kids too, and it's like oh no 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 not 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 this you know. <laughs> and it's funny because when uh, so you know my mom always said like jokingly you know oh I can't wait till you have kids they're gonna they're gonna get you back you know <laughs> uh, and I'm like yeah yeah and then I had Damien my oldest kid and honestly he's an angel like he was just he always slept he was just very very well behaved he's still very well behaved uh, very respectful just very easy 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 kid so you know I'd always rub it in my mom's face a little bit like Haha, you know <laughs> and then my youngest one was born oh my god he's me to a T like he is me like he's mini me he's just like a little bulldozer. Uh, great kid, like great, great kid, but I definitely see a lot of me in him. Like he is, uh, he's wild. So, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see in a few years, but he's a great kid. Like it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just, he has a lot of personality for sure. He's a leader for sure. He's a lot of personality. Yeah. A lot well, of personality. It's, it's funny. Cause I've talked to, to Rob and Nicole and, um, they they were both have both said like their second kid has been much more challenging as well. Oh yeah, oh big time, night and day. It's not like you know two kids isn't like one plus one. It's like <laughs> one plus five. It's crazy, man. It's yeah, we're done with two, like for sure, yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, it's crazy. Uh, like, did did you always know that you wanted kids? Like, you always knew that that was something that was uh, in your future. Big time. I actually, and I even told my wife this before we were even married. I said, you know what? I want to have five kids. I wanted five kids. I love kids. I'm a big kid at heart uh, myself. I love rolling around with the kids and playing and, and I'll play with their toys with them. Like I'm a big, big kid. And uh, I wanted five kids. If I had a money tree, I would have five kids. It's just, I want to be able to give my kids the best life I can. And when you have five kids, you kind of have to take away from each one of them. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's a lot of work and stuff. So uh, we're happy with two. I mean, two is great. We're happy with two and we can afford to, you know, give them a good life. Um, and they can do the things they want to do. You know, or if I had five kids, I'd be taken away from all of them. And, you know, you want to give the kids the best and you always want to give your kids more than what you had growing mm -hmm. up. It's just the way it is. So. Uh, was it, was it like, uh, a hard decision to figure out like when you wanted to like, uh, like, like when, like when is the right time to have kids? Does, does it, does you just like, does, is it serendipitous? Do you just know, or did you plan it out? Yeah. You know, for us, we knew, man, like we just, we, we want, well, we got married and then, uh, we wanted to start having kids. We started having kids. I think a couple of years after we said we wanted to travel first, which we did. We did a lot mm -hmm. of traveling. 
um, I highly recommend that get it all out, you know, cause once you have kids, you know, it stops for a while. So, uh, we wanted to travel a bit. We did. And then we said, yeah, this is it. We want to have kids and, and we wanted to have them relatively young. I think we were 27 or 28. I think I know I was 20, 29 when I had my first one. And I think that's what we said before 31 and have kids. And it was, yeah, we just, we were, we were ready. Like you, you know, when you're ready, you know, when you're ready. And, um, yeah, I couldn't wait my whole life. I remember even being, uh, you know, in my teens saying how I wanted, I mean, not then, but how I really wanted to have a lot of kids. So for yeah. sure, I've always wanted kids. I was, that was, um, you know, if, if my partner or whoever, uh, didn't want to have kids, that would have been a big deal breaker for me. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, yeah. how did you, how did you meet your, your wife? So funny story. So I actually, uh, I used to know this girl that worked at a, at a store, um, and it was my brother-in-law's birthday. So I went to go buy him a shirt. So she'd always go and give me discounts. I had a little hookups, you know, friends here, give me discounts at their stores, whatever. So I went to go buy him a shirt at, uh, at it was a Tommy Hilfiger store. So I went to go buy him a shirt there. And my wife, I, I didn't know who she was at the time, worked at this shoe store right across the street. It was kind of like a pathway. And I used to smoke, right? I used to smoke cigarettes. So, um, uh, you know, I bought the shirt or whatever. So I go to sit on this bench with the girl that, that gave me the hookup. So we're sitting there having a cigarette, just talking. And... Uh, my, my wife was in the, the building just like on the other side of that path. It was all glass window looking down and she goes to the girl she's working like, oh, look at that guy on the, on the bench, like look at that guy, whatever. And by chance, I actually knew that girl. So she's like, oh, I know that guy. That's Bruno. So she knocks on the window, uh, kind of waves to me. I look up, I wave to her, whatever. No big deal. I'll just wave to her, finish my cigarette, whatever. <clears throat> so I get in my car. I literally start my car. I put it in reverse. I go to drive away. I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I should go in and say hi. I haven't seen this girl in a little while. You know, it's rude to leave. I should just go in, say hi, and then I go on my way. So I parked my car. Like, I literally was in my car. I started, I left. I was on my way out. And I was like, ah, oh, I'll go back. So I went, I parked it, went inside to say hi. And so I walk in. The girl's all excited. Bruno, whatever, runs to me. And I literally just see my wife, Emily, over her shoulder. And the girl's all excited to hug me. I'm like, who is that? And she's like, oh, that's Emily. And I didn't know at the time, but Emily was already checking me out while I was on the on the, on the bench. So, uh, and so anyway, the girl that I knew was dating a buddy of mine and she said, well, why don't we go on a little double date or whatever? And we did. And so we went on a double date, I guess the weekend after, and I was actually, I planned a big trip to go to uh, Niagara Falls with a bunch of buddies of mine. And it, that same night, so I was like, okay, I'll just go on this date and then I'll go to Niagara Falls with my buddies. We'll have a good time. And anyway, so I ended up going on this date for so long. I stiffed my buddies. I planned this whole vacation, stiffed my buddies. And that was 14 years ago. And we haven't been separate. We haven't been away from each other since other than the times I was on the show, but that was 14 years ago. So we went on this date, went to, uh, had a nice dinner and stuff at a casino and had a really good time. And that was 14 years ago, my man. And we're still together and very much so. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, your, I, your buddies are probably mad, but, uh, I, they oh, can't yeah. still be mad because it clearly <laughs> yeah, worked <no>. out. <laughs> they were pissed at the time, but I didn't care, man. When I saw her there, I was like, yeah, no, this is worth it. So I yeah. didn't care. <laughs> um, do, like, like, uh, did, did you did you like know immediately like this 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 is something special you know what it's funny because i did i you know right away obviously you're not like oh i'm in love i mean maybe some people do but i was like you know that i definitely liked her like i was like yeah i really like this girl and for me like i wasn't very um like i don't know i just never got really attached before you know uh mm. but i did i wasn't like i did have a, a a big relationship before that was like a couple years two or three years before her um and but I was like that kind of guy. Like I'm like I'm in a relationship. Uh, it's like it's gonna last. I'm not I'm not in here for like a week or two weeks. Don't waste my time. You know what I mean? So uh, I saw her. I was like, yeah, you know, something special about her. And uh, I'm not gonna say I was in love with her day one because that's just not the way I am. But uh, it was definitely quick. And I was like, yeah, this girl's special for sure. And it was ever since, just like that. 
Absolutely. It was, you could, I could tell pretty early on for sure. When did you know that you wanted to marry her? Oh man, it wasn't too much. You know what? It was probably within the year I'd say. And yeah. I waited, uh, what was it? Maybe five years to propose, but I knew within the year I was like, yeah, this girl's one. If she could put up with me. Uh, yeah, we're good because you know, it's just, uh, we never fought. We didn't fight. We never fought. Uh, and it's, it is, it sounds weird to say, but yeah, no, we just, we didn't bother each other. We didn't bug each other. Uh, you know, it just, I don't know. It just clicked. It just really, really clicked. And, and, and you just know, you just know for sure. Are you like really similar? Uh, you know what? Not really. Actually we are, and we aren't like, uh, we have a lot of difference. Like she's a really good snowboarder. She's sick. I don't snowboard. I can't snowboard for the life of me. She's a sick snowboarder. Uh, but no, we're pretty different actually. You know what? When you think about it, but uh, it just, it just works. It clicks. It connects for sure. Yeah. She's a great mom. She's a great mom. She's a great, great mom for sure. It yeah. connects. <laughs> uh, was she into big brother? Uh, no, no, she wasn't. <laughs> it's funny because I don't think she was into any reality shows, to be honest. And uh, it's just one of those things where, but she, once I showed it to her, she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. She didn't care. She sat down, watched them with me, like, and she got into it. Now, like, it was our show. Uh, like, we really, we watched them all even before I played. And uh, it's funny because, like, she even said, like, you could, you, you could do this show. Like, I, didn't, I wasn't even like, oh, I, I want to play on the show. This is obviously years ago before I even, before it was even in Canada. And she's like, you know, you'd be really good at this show. And, uh, and a lot of people have always told me like, man, you should like, this is a show for you, you know? And, you know, fast forward, uh, whatever, how many years and boom, there I am <laughs> playing on the show. But yeah, no, she was, she, uh, she wasn't a fan before, but she definitely was, uh, once I started watching, I said, no, no, we're watching the show. This is the show I'm going to watch and, uh, have a seat where you're going to pay attention. <laughs> so <laughs> she's cool with it. Yeah. Well, I, I know, I, I know you're like a, you're a very competitive guy. Was, was it always yes. like, uh, did, did you, you mentioned you played basketball, like were you always yeah. into like sports and I know you did a, a lot of video gaming as well. Oh yeah. I'm a very, very, very competitive. I, I have my black belt in karate. I did when I was 13. I got it 13 years old. I, I believe I was a young, at the time I was the youngest, uh, in Ontario or one of the, whatever it was, there was like some, something with it. Uh, I started off super young. I played uh, semi-pro soccer. I played for team Ontario a little bit. Uh, before I, then I blew out my knee and that was it. But see, back then that's, that's as high as you could go. So, you know, maybe today you could go and travel and stuff. But back then team Ontario was, that was the top, man. You couldn't go much further in Canada back then. That was it. You hit team Ontario. That's as good as you're getting unless you're on team Canada. So, um, you know, I played really high up. I was always very, very, very good at sports. Very good. My whole life. Uh, just with the soccer training and the martial arts, my ball, I was just a machine and it's just too bad that, you know, uh, that big brother came to Canada so late because if it would have came 10 years earlier when I was 25, man, I'm telling you, I would run circles around these guys. Uh, you know, 25 year old Martin. Oh buddy. 25 year old (laughs) Bruno was, was definitely a monster, man. He was definitely a monster. But again, I'm kind of glad that I got to do it when I was older because of my maturity level. And the thing that helped me in the game was I could actually kind of channel like the old me a little bit to blend in with these 25, 23, 21 year olds. You know, you kind of have to put yourself in that, in their mindset to click with them and connect with them. So uh, even though I was mature and older, I still could get, I could channel that mindset and get into like, and not to say that, you know, um, but it's just, it's just, it comes down to experiences. You know I mean? When you're 21 and 22, you, you really don't have that much life experience. I know at the time you think you have lived it all and you've done it all. Trust me. I've been there too. When I was 21, I thought I'd seen it all. Uh, but I promise you, you fast forward 10 years and you'll realize, man, I saw nothing at 21. I knew nothing at 21. 
And that's just the, that's just the truth. So uh, I, 25 year old or 23 year old Bruno would tear up that house, but I'd be like a little Tasmanian devil in there, and it probably wouldn't have worked out very well for sure. <laughs> but competition wise, oh yeah, man, it, it would have been it would have been a piece of cake for sure. So, so so soccer was like a huge part of your life. Big time, big time, man. I, I played it, uh, and that's a thing, right? Because I was doing the martial arts. I was actually I played hockey, martial arts, and soccer at the same time. So I'd have seven days a week. I had some sort of sport. Um, but sometimes I'd have like soccer and martial arts on the same night. So I'd literally go from one to the other, like literally from one straight to the other. So it was just, yeah, sports was just something my whole life. I was always into, I just, I always, I could pick up a ball or I could pick up a stick or whatever. And I could just automatically just have the feel for it. It was, it was just like a, it was a good talent to have for sure. Didn't get me anywhere in life, but it was a good talent (laughs) to have, uh, you know, growing up. <clears throat> what 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 is it about uh like playing sports like the martial arts the <laughs> soccer like what is it about that that really like that you enjoy Oh I love the, you know what the team aspect um the team aspect I liked for the soccer but the martial arts is the challenge it's you against a guy you're in a you're in a cage you're in a ring or whatever you're doing and it's a one on one thing and it's just a, it's like it's like a chess you know people don't realize people think it's barbaric and you're just swinging at each other and trying to break each other which to the you know to the regular casual person for sure that's what it is but it really is a game of chess it's it's a game of back and forth you're trying to outthink the person you're trying to make them move the way you want them to move you want them to throw a punch or whatever it is and it is a game of chess it's just like i say to the casual person it's just two people beating the crap out of each other and it's entertainment but for the fighters it's a lot more than that and that's where it just i don't know i just uh, i just i love the competitive nature of it for sure to you know be able to beat all the best in the world or to be to be able to beat whoever it's just i don't know just to me it was a it was a pride thing for sure so did you say you you blew out your knee yes i was uh see i used to be a goalie for soccer and um uh like i said i played for team ontario so i I got invited to the uh tryouts i went to the first couple tryouts everything went well and then i was playing in a tournament with my team and i'll never forget we were winning like six nothing seven whatever it was we were just blowing out this team i said hey I i used to play forward too and i could i could pop in goals no problem so at halftime i said all right i'm gonna go up and play forward for a little bit so i went up front and uh yeah i shouldn't even have been there and um i had the ball the, the other goalie came out kicked me dead on the knee hyperextended my knee boom there it is career's over just like that buddy just like that man so yeah and the worst part was you know everyone always said oh you know do good in school uh do good in school then i said ah no 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 i got this thing going you know i'm i'm, I'm good i don't need that you know I'm, I'm doing okay with this i'm gonna go far with soccer or whatever and then yeah all it takes is one kid to kick you in the knee and and <laughs> that's it you have no school to fall back on well you know, you're in trouble. So, and that's, that's what happened with me, man. What, like, what does that do to you? Like, uh, like mentally? Well, the thing too is, you know, I'm very stubborn or I was very stubborn and, and I kept saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, it was a big recovery. And I actually went back early just because I I couldn't, I'd I'd go to every game and watch my team play every game. And there I am sitting on the sideline and I just wanted to get back on that field so bad. So I actually went back early, uh, something like four weeks early on my recovery. And it was just a dumb thing to do because I've had knee problems my whole life since because I just didn't let it heal properly. So it really does mess with you, man, because especially when you're a competitor and you're an athlete, you just want to play. You don't, you know, you, you just, you, you, your, your body's a machine and you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And you just want to play. And, and realistically, you know, listen to the doctors, man, they know what they're talking about. So, yeah, well, I imagine it's, I imagine it's like a huge part of your identity that you are mm-hmm. this like very physical sports guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, this thing happens to your knee and you have to just completely shift your entire view of yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can't do anything. And that was the worst part was you, it's when you're, your leg, you know, it's like one of your wheels, man, you can't, 
it's I couldn't do anything, you know, that not couldn't do anything that I was used to doing. Like I could just run up and climb that wall or I could just go and jump over this. Or I could, I was just, I was always that kind of guy, very, very active. And to not be able to do that, you're right. It just, it, it definitely does take a toll on you for sure. So how do you like, how did you transition into like, like how do you, do you change that perception? Well, the thing is like, I just, uh, you slowly get back into it and all, but I, I couldn't play obviously at a, as a high caliber. I never mm-hmm. got to play. I didn't get to go back with team Ontario, nothing like that. Uh, my soccer was done from that. Uh, things like that. So you just kind of, you know, start playing like what they call like beer leagues. You just with old timers. It's more you play more casual, which sucks because, you know, you want to play with the big boys, but you just you just can't anymore. You just got to change the way things are. And actually, that's when I, I pretty much started getting into video games a lot more because I couldn't um, <clears throat> I couldn't go out and play the sports. And I started staying in a bit playing video games. And that's when I found that out. And like, uh, and it really took over my life. Like those games can really suck you in, man. And, and the one that I found that I ended up being uh, ranked top in the world, it literally sucked me in, man. Like you, I wouldn't see daylight, man, for a couple <laughs> days at a time, you know, it was a big change for me. And I went from one extreme to the other. Cause I'm one of those guys, I'm either all in or I'm all out. Like there's no, there's no middle gauge for me. I'm either full mm-hmm. tilt or I'm at zero. And, uh, so when I'm into something, I'm in and I'm all in. So once I found the video games, I was there. I went from being like this athlete to, you know, this gamer. And, and it was just, it was a great mix because, you know, I, I just had the best of both worlds, I guess. So uh, what game, what game did you uh, wind up with? So there was this one game. I played a lot of them like Diablo. I love Diablo, mm-hmm. Counter-Strike, games like that. But the one game that I really, uh, I, I got ranked top in the world is called Dark Age Camelot. It's a game that it was, it, it's, it's a very uh, like niche game. It's very, um, it's known as like the best game for, for player versus player, or whatever. And I actually hit the top of that. I was, I was number one. So it was like, it was like a good trophy to have, you know, it was, uh, it was really neat, but, um, yeah, then that game, I don't know if you ever heard of world Warcraft, it came out and just mm. crushed that game and it was over, but it was great. It was a great time, but it really sucked you in, man. It really sucked you in. And, and, uh, like I said, man, there'd be a couple days, man, I wouldn't even leave my chair. So I just, it really sucks you in. No. Yeah. I, I was a, I was a huge gamer when I was a kid, especially, um, and like i was i was right there like when when halo and like xbox live uh and halo 2 were just like just starting out and so as being like a kid with nothing else to do i was in like prime position to like be really really good like absurdly yeah, yeah. absurdly good at the game uh for no for no good reason yeah yeah um and it, it does it like it's it sucks you in and you're just like like you, you you've uh or at least for me when i was a kid i felt like uh like i could gain value in myself and like confidence in myself because like <laughs> because like i would socialize with people that i could you know, kick their ass at, at halo yeah oh for sure for sure that Halo was actually one of the first games where, you know, it was like, uh, that's where you showed your stuff, man, was Halo. It was, if you were good at Halo, you were like, yeah, you were king of the court, man, for sure. <laughs> well, I remember because it was, because first it was, I, I played uh, like Mech, Mech Assault, I think it was oh, yeah. called. Yeah, and, I know again. Uh, and then it was like, because uh, Halo 2 hadn't come out yet. Uh, it, like, so we hadn't been any, able to do any Xbox Live with Halo yet. <laughs> and, um, and like, it was always like, if you got beaten Mech Assault, you'd be like, just wait until Halo comes out. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> Oh yeah, no Halo was good, man. It was a good game back in the day. So, for sure. um, yeah. So, uh, um, how long how long did it take to to really like uh, you know rise rise up the ranks in uh, in um, what was it called uh, Dark Age Cam? Man, Dark- it was like Dark Age Camelot. It was years, man. Like I, I literally sucked. It sucked a lot of years out of me, man. Four, five, six, ten years. It was a long time, man. It was a long time. Probably I'd say like six years. But playing it hardcore. That's the thing I said. I have, I have no middle switch. It's either all in or all out. And, uh, I, you know, I just, when I saw that I wanted to be at the top, I just, I had to go for it. I had to go for it. 
Yeah. <clears throat> and that's one thing, you know, um, I, that's why, you know, okay, going, I always want to say something about like season five. Um, you know, when I got that call back to go back, I wasn't into the brother anymore, man. I was kind of over it. Yeah. And that's why I was like, you know, um, I was like, but I can't say no to this opportunity. So I, uh, I had, to, I, I couldn't say no. And <clears throat> so when I said yes to it, I said, okay, I got to do this. And I just, I was trying to get into it, man, but I couldn't like my, I just couldn't get my mind back into that spot. And I just couldn't, uh, I don't know, man, like I barely watched season four. I barely watched what was it? 18 or 17 at the time, the one, the American one before it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, uh, I was like, you know what? But when they called me and said, you know, we need to have you back or whatever, uh, uh, my wife's like, you can't say no to this. So it just, it sucks because if it was, you know, if I got to do it back to back, I still would have been in that, like, yeah, I, I want this. Mm. But it was just like, I was so, I was just over it, man. I just, I don't know what it was. So when they called me back to play, I was just so, um, like I said, I'm all in or I'm all out. So I was like, but I can't say no to this. I'd be crazy to say no to this. So I, but I have to do it. So I just felt the second time, man. It was like, I was going through the motions, but like my mind wasn't there. It was, it was really weird. It was a really weird it, it, like you know it's like when a magician shows you the tricks uh the trick isn't isn't cool anymore you know what i mean so i went in and it's like okay now i'm waiting for tuesday is the veto ceremony or whatever okay now it's wednesday or whatever the hell it is where the first time it's like okay what's next what's next you have no idea and you're really excited but the second time i, mean, I was just i was just, i was i just i wasn't all in man which pissed me off because if i were to go in today i'd be all in again you know what i mean like i'm in that mindset mm. uh it just, I, I feel like, yeah, uh, I, there's so much I wanted to do the second time, but I didn't because I was just all, I wasn't all in, which is just too bad. It's my own fault. It's nobody's fault but me. And I kept yeah. telling even Kevin in the house, I kept saying, you know, I, I'm just not into this, man. I can't do this, you know? Yeah, well, like, yeah, like now that you pointed out, like, I, I, I feel like I can, I can remember a, a difference, definitely. Like, in yeah. Big Brother 3, you were like, uh, you know, uh, like, full force. Uh, 100%. You know, <laughs> like, 100%. Fl- flooring it the whole way. And then yeah. uh, Big Brother, uh, five, Big Brother Canada 5, you were, you were much more laid back. Oh, um, big time, yeah. man. And, you know, I think, I think the problem, too, is because I had those pre-existing, like, I knew everybody, everybody that, re- that came back. I knew, man. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard. Like I don't know. I, I knew like uh, Kevin and I. We played obviously on season three. Cindy and I played on season three. The only person I didn't really know, the only two people I didn't really know, because I didn't even really watch season four, was Dallas and Cassandra. I didn't mm-hmm. know who the hell they were. You know, I, I mean, I shouldn't say I knew, I, I knew who they were, but I didn't watch their seasons as closely because I barely watched season four. So even though uh, I met them once, I met them once at finale, and that was it. I mean, didn't even hang out or talk. So I didn't even know these people at all. So other than that, like I knew Ika, I knew Kevin, I knew Cindy, uh, Netta and everybody, you know, and it's just, uh, I don't know. It was just a, a different feel where the first time it's like, okay, I don't know these people. I have no pre-existing relationships. Um, uh, and I have, I, I know I can do this and, where, and nobody knows who I am. And I think that's where the, the advantage of playing the first time is nobody knows who you are. So nobody has any uh, idea of what you're about, right? Because the second time you go back, I like even Dre and William told me flat out as soon as I walked in the door, they wanted me out. And I didn't even say a word to anybody yet. And they're like, no, that guy has to go, yeah. you know, which is crazy, man, because the first time I walked in, nobody knew who I was. They thought I was some old guy. And I played on that. Yeah, you want to believe I'm an old guy? No problem, you know? But the second time around, everyone in the house has seen me play. They've seen my diary rooms. They see how I see the game. They see that I can compete in competitions. So they know I can't fool them twice. You know, I can't say, oh, don't worry about me. They're like, no, 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 we got to worry about you. And I just didn't have the energy with being on slop and, and all that stuff. I didn't have the energy in me to even fight it. It was just, it was, it was different, uh, different dynamic for sure. 
<clears throat> and like I said, the slop was horrible, man. It, it, I did three out of four weeks and uh, I did two weeks back to back. Then I got one week of food and then I had slop for another week and it just killed me. That, that one month killed me, man. Like not being able to eat and I, I just couldn't eat it and it just drained me. I just, I, I wasn't into it. I tell you, man, not being able to eat just killed me. Well, it's, well, it's interesting to, to hear you talk about this because I feel like I feel like that's probably something that a lot of Big Brother fans go through with mm-hmm. with seasons where it's like sometimes they're you're just like you're not into it as much. Um, partially, partially because uh, the later seasons have been uh, less than stellar. But um, mm-hmm. I think also just like you know, depending on the current stage of your life or like your current interest in it, like sometimes you're just like in Big Brother and you're watching the live feeds constantly, and then sometimes uh-huh. you're just like. Well, it's Big Brother, so I'm watching, but uh, sure. you know, I'm just it's, I'm not as into it. Uh, but it's funny to hear that uh, the same thing happens to to players when they're playing. Oh, absolutely, man! And it's just it's the weirdest thing because I I was in the house saying, Bruno, snap out of this, man! Get into this! Like, wake up, wake up, wake up! Because there were so many things even before, man. It's funny because I even when I was before I even went in the house the second time, I knew I was going in, <clears throat> and like I had this whole thing like if I ever went on the block. I was going to be like, listen, guys, you guys can keep me here and I can guarantee you two weeks of safety. Like, I can guarantee you that you keep me safe. You throw me the next HOH. I'll put these two clowns up and then you get me out the next week. I don't care. I was willing to. But when I got on the block, I was just like, I didn't even want, I didn't even care, man. I was just like, yeah, whatever. I knew I was, you know, sitting beside Karen. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm going to go home, yeah. things like that. But it's like. I just didn't even, I didn't have it in me, man. I don't know what it was where the first time I would have fought Claude scratch. Like I would have just, I would have done anything, man. You know, it's just the first time around I was like, no, 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 man. I gotta, I gotta show these guys, man. Like I can clown these guys. And I felt like I could, you know? And, and I think just the dynamics of the casting too, like every cast is different. Every single cast, every season is different. Um, there's no, you know, where people always say, oh, this is how you got to play big brother. No, nah, man, there's no way to play big brother. You can't say this is how you play. There's no answer because, um, you know, you put me on season three and season five, it's two completely different casts. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's easier to play against better players. I know it's going to sound crazy, but because they're not irrational, man, and they're not emotional and they're, they're logic. But if you can just outsmart them, you know, they're smart players playing. And it's like chess where you have emotional players and one minute they're your friend and the next minute, like, no, 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 man, this guy's got to, you know, if someone says, Hey, they looked at you funny. Oh, then we got to get him out. Like, it's very hard to play against people like that because their mind switches on the, on the, on a dime on every minute they're, they're going back and forth. So it's actually harder to play against weaker players as crazy as that sounds where I fell in like season three. Um, there, I mean, like I, I felt season three, every single player in there was absolutely incredible. You get underrated players. Zach, I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. I think Zach is probably one of the best players ever played and he doesn't get the credit for it. Um, Johnny Calatrulio, great player. Um, he gets no credit at all. There's people in that, that season that were really, really good. They just don't get the credit for it. Um, and like, um, for uh, season five, I felt there was a lot of emotional players, a lot. And it's not just one or two. I'm talking five, six, seven. And it's hard to get anything going because you're friends with them one second. You're working with them for four or five weeks. And then all of a sudden, boom, they flip. You know, it's just you. you there's no um, there was no like being able to control people because they were just so emotional, I found. And it's harder. To, I'm telling you, it's a lot harder to play against players like that. Yeah, I'd rather, yeah. Play, I'd rather play against Dan, Derek, uh, <laughs> you name all the good players, put them in a house with me and let's play like a, like a mind game. I, I'd rather play against them than a bunch of uh, emotional and uh, just 
players that just they flip around every two seconds 100 well, percent. yeah well i feel like i feel like really the the demise of your game in, in big brother canada 5 was like there was a one-two punch of just like total irrationality with with first yep. dylan and emily uh, yep. just like completely like you had been working on them for so long they were your trump yeah. card and then yep. like for no reason they got mad about the veto uh, exactly when it didn't make any sense to and then and then of course uh everyone remembers uh, uh cindy uh, oh just god <laughs> cindying yeah it was horrible I, and as soon as she did that i just me and kevin looked at each other like yeah we're, we're, we're in trouble and i mean good for kevin i mean he survived and he won but we knew we were in trouble and it was one of us and and yeah it was it was horrible like the whole dylan emily thing man it was so brutal because we were we were close like we were very close and and the weird thing is see and here's the thing where the show shows you what they want to show you and they won't show you what they don't want you, want you to see and dylan emily and myself were very close actually and we mm -hmm. had an alliance called beauty and the beasts yeah. and uh, there was the three of us and it was kind of like a little side thing but i actually really liked them and i could work with them and, and we were very close and doesn't even make a, not even a second of airtime, which is, I mean, whatever, that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, it just goes to show what they want to show and stuff. So we were actually really close. Like, I was telling them, guys, like, uh, perfect example. We had a competition where I guess it was like it was Mark and Dallas. The first four people evicted, they were, like, doing little clips. And then we had to remember what they were saying. And then it was the HOH competition. Well, these guys weren't even memorizing anything. So I'm like, I'm telling them, you're paying attention to the video, right? And they're like, huh? So I had to, I sat down with them and I gave them every answer because I knew they weren't going to put me up. So I don't care if they win this competition. So I'm giving them every answer. So I literally sat there all night studying with them. Like, okay, what did Mark say? Uh, how, what was the temperature when Mark was on the screen? Uh, where was he? Like just all, all that crap, studying with them. And I would help them competition after competition. Well then, you know, fast forward to that, that veto where Kevin knows i'm gonna go up on the block or we know i'm the replacement and they they flip on us because one of them has to go home and so we said to them i said dylan what if you, okay i said what if me and kevin were on the block and you won that veto and you knew emily was the replacement would you use it and he's like no <laughs> and i'm like okay then what's the difference you know like it's literally the same thing just reversed roles and he just couldn't wrap his head around it and he's like too bad so it just it was just it was really crappy that it was like I don't remember what day it was thirty something days thirty five days something like that in and he just turned like that and it was like he he openly said yeah we're coming for you guys and it's like oh well, that's great like this is this is like you said like this is my trump card man and and yeah. now it's against me and then Cindy taking out Netta which was just oh my god oh god <laughs> like just un, like just horrible. Uh, and, 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 then, the, and then you get to the jury house and she's mad at you <laughs> i know i couldn't believe see that's okay i'm gonna tell you something okay so um what you guys actually saw on tv so i know they recapped i i watched the season once and i did like a quick uh watch like i didn't actually like sit down and like absorb it all in i did i did watch it i watched it through but uh like i know they showed like the recap it was like me saying cindy don't do it don't do it don't do it but they didn't show all of it. I kept saying, Cindy, like, do not do this. It, I didn't say it three times. I said it 30 times. So I, I, I said it way more than that. You know, I'm saying and I even said, Cindy, like, put up Dre. She's like, I can't. I said, OK, put up, uh, put up Ika. She's like, I can't. I said, you got to put up anybody, but do not put up Netta. Do not put up Netta. And uh, she just what does she do? She puts up Netta. And I was like, oh, great. Here we go. So I knew we were sunk there. And then that's the worst part, right? Is that so I get the jury and I'm like, OK, I'm over it. As soon as I walked out the doors i was fine 
the game's over, whatever. I'm going to jury. I'm going to go see my friend, Cindy, because Cindy, Cindy and I were very, very close. We were very close out of the house. I'd go to Toronto every couple months. I'd hang out with Cindy. I'd hang out with Bobby Godfrey. Those are my people, Neha. Those are like my friends. You know, these are people I'd hang out with. So um, I've seen Cindy dozens of times since season three. You know, she'd come to Ottawa. We'd hang out. Anyway, so uh, I'm okay. I'm like, whatever. I'm, I'm over the game. It's done. I lost. I don't care. I don't hold grudges. To me, the game's the game. The person's the person. So I get the jury. I'm like, okay, I have Netta and I have Cindy. Two of my friends in jury. We're going to have fun this week. Whatever. Well, man, I walk into jury and like I was so blown away by it, man. I couldn't believe it. Here I have Cin- Cindy's yelling at me. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is going on? I was so blind. That was the biggest blindside for me. I'll tell you right now. It was Cindy blowing up at me. <laughs> about it being my fault or something. I don't even know, man. I was like, what are you talking about? And it was like, uh, that was the worst. So, you know, like I said, we were like super close friends, man. So for her to even one blame me, that's kind of crazy. You know, I would never, I, if I was in that situation, I would just own up to it, take the blame. Yeah, you know what? I messed up. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, that's the way I play. You know, I like to make these, the, these rememberable moves that are horrible moves, but you know, people are always going to remember the, you know, the JP thing and now the Netta thing. Like they're going to, people are going to remember that. Those are moments people will remember horrible for her game both times, but it'll be two moments that will be remembered. But you know, I would have just owned up to this. Yeah. You know what? Sorry. I made a mistake. Uh, sorry. I, I'm out and now you're out too, but no, she comes in there. I come in. She's freaking out at me. I was like, Oh man, here we go. I, I, like I said, man, I was all relaxed in the car. Like, cause we're in the, we're waiting to do the filming. I'm in the driveway, you know, with walking out so i'm all calm I'm like yeah i'm gonna go see my girls and that just escalated real quick and i was like what the hell man i didn't see that coming so but yeah it was uh whatever you know like like i said we were we were super close and it's too bad because i had talked to her i just uh, we didn't talk actually for a while after the show until the auditions for season six i saw her at at the additions because we went to like you know kind of crowd pleasers i guess they call us or just to pump up the crowd a bit you know and and i'm i'm like one of those guys i'm very encouraged i like to help like, I know how these people are feeling that are auditioning for season six. I know how pumped and, and how excited they are. I was there too, you know? So uh, just to be there to encourage them, give them the last minute tips. So anyway, I, I saw Cindy for the first time there. And I said, sorry, I said, hey, get over here. I gave her a hug. I said, don't worry about it. Like, the game's the game. We're friends, you know? And um, But before that, we didn't talk. And, and it's too bad because I'm, I'm one of those guys where um, I don't care about what happens in the game. You can say what you want. You can do what you want to me. It's the game. But as soon as that door closes behind you, you shut that off and we're no longer enemies or whatever we were in there. We're now two people like, hey, how you doing? I'm Bruno. Nice to meet you. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's the way I see it. Like just show mutual respect to each other. And that's how I've been with both seasons. And it's funny because the people you usually don't get along with in the house are the people you usually are friends with out of the house. Like um, and the people that usually get along within the house are sometimes the people you don't get along with out of the house. It's just the way it is some weird dynamic but this is the way it is but anyway so i the first time i talked to her was yeah the additions at season six which was months and months later but uh, no we're cool now and stuff but it's just not the same you know what i mean it won't be the same as what it was yeah well d- like did she ever like look at the footage and like be well, like okay maybe i was wrong no i'll tell you i'll tell you right now so all jury i kept telling her cindy man you know like we like it wasn't like we were fighting like i was over it but I, you know, I just throw it at her like, Cindy, you know, I told you not to. Eh? Like, just like give her a little, you know, just like give her a little pump, you know. And then uh, and then she'd be like, no, whatever, whatever. And then so it was the finale night. And it, I was so Kevin was on my left. He already won. He's sitting on my left. We're, we're backstage now. Uh, Kevin's on my left. I'm in the middle. Cindy's on my right. And I didn't even say anything. And Kevin just looked over and said, Bruno, uh, because I, he, he, I guess he uh, 
he looked up some stuff uh, on Reddit or whatever. I don't know. He was looking <laughs> at some stuff. So he, out of nowhere, he's like, you know, Bruno did tell you not to do it, right? And I didn't even cue it or anything. I didn't even know he knew. I didn't know anything. So he's just like, you know, Bruno told you not. And she just looked away kind of thing, you know? And uh, I was just like, damn it, Cindy, because all jury, she was denying it. Like, she, you know, whatever. Uh, and I was just like, man, it just sucks because it's like her word against mine. And I know what I did. And I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. But she, no, no, she denied it right to the end, man. And still to this day, she hasn't apologized or anything for it. Like, nothing. So, um, yeah, it's just the way it is, I guess. But I'm cool with it. Like, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, I'm good. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's just too bad it had to go down that way for sure. Yeah, good, good old Kevin Martin. Uh, always being a bro. Should, oh, he's read it for you, man. He's you know what? I'll tell you something, and, and I can't believe. So season three, Kevin and I had zero relationship. We yeah. could not. It was actually like minus ten. We we couldn't stand each other, man. I couldn't stand the guy, and he couldn't stand me. Like we did not like each other at all. We said ten words to each other, which sounds hard to believe when you're locked in a house. I think he was in it for like forty something days the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, I was, uh, and we barely spoke. Like I'm talking, barely, barely smoke uh, spoke to each other. And we just had this wall. And then even after the season, for the longest time, we didn't talk to each other. He was one of the few people I didn't talk to after the show. And then uh, it, it actually, Cindy comes back into the story again <laughs> because she was working in Ottawa one, one day and Kevin was uh, living in Montreal. So Cindy's working in, uh, in Ottawa and she, uh, she calls me and, and I guess there was like a fan of the show that saw her working and, and she was getting married that weekend. And she says, uh, Cindy, why don't you come to my wedding or whatever? And Cindy's like, oh, you know, I'm actually here to see Bruno or whatever. And she's like, oh, you know, can you ask him to come too? Whatever, no problem. So Cindy asked, I said, sure. And I said, hey, Kevin lives in Montreal. I don't even know why I said this because I didn't care for the guy. I actually didn't care for the guy. But he's living in Montreal. It's about an hour away from me, from Ottawa, an hour and a half. So I said, okay, you know what? Why don't we ask Kevin, see if he wants to come? I don't even know why I said that. Well, the, the freaking guy says, sure, why not? I didn't think he was going to actually say yes. He's like, yeah, why not? I, again, I, I barely talked to the guy. I've never hung out with the guy. So he comes to Ottawa. We get this Airbnb, whatever. Anyway, so he comes to Ottawa. We go to this wedding. Well, we click, man. Me and Kev just get along. We're having drinks, having a good time. We're talking. We're laughing. Just absolutely clicked. And uh, so it was just it was really fun. And, and then from there, we started playing. Then we started playing video games together a little bit. Uh, just talking here and there. Like, never talked a Big Brother. Never pre-alliance. Never anything. We played maybe two video, two, uh, two different nights. We played video games together. So when I went in, and we just got along, we we laughed, we joked. I was talking with his brothers, and then season five starts. I have no idea who's going in the house. Nobody knows I'm going in. I didn't tell anybody. So Bobby, Bob's like my brother. My kids call him Uncle Bobby. Like he's my he's my brother, and um, so he was at my house the weekend before. And he's, we're talking about All-Stars and cause all the rumors about, oh, it's All-Stars and that. I already knew I was going back because I was going to sequester the following weekend. And, uh, and I was like, no, I don't think it's happening. No, there's no. And I already knew I was going back. I felt so bad because if there was one person, I'm talking one person, like I didn't tell my brothers, my sisters, my parents. Nobody knew I was going back, only my wife. Not even my kids. I couldn't even tell my kids in case they said something at school. You know what I mean? They go to their teacher. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my dad's going back on. You know, I just I didn't even risk. I didn't even tell my kids, man. So I had to tell them kind of like the day, a couple of days before, like, listen, you know, I got to go back to Toronto. And but anyway, um, so I didn't even tell Bobby. So when I went into the house and, and Kevin saw me and everyone saw me, it was genuine because nobody knew I was going back. So when I saw Kevin there, I was like, okay, man, this is our chance. Because we, we, you know, we joked about it. Like, how the hell did we not click? When we were playing games, we were like, how the hell did we not, like, connect? You know, it was just weird because now we're, like, buddies. So when I saw him in there, I was like, all right, man, we're, we're doing it right this time. I don't care. And, and, and I'll tell you, even though I knew he was going to cut me, he was going to cut me, like, final five, finals four, somewhere around there. He was going to. 
I'm the kind of guy if I like I said I'm all in or I'm all out and and like on season three it was Bobby and Godfrey were my two guys season five was uh was Kev and well Netta and Kev were my two people so I always had two people and it's just obviously you know you're not all three gonna make it to the end so I took I had two people and whoever I could take with me the farthest is who I was going to and I would have taken Kev final two uh one because I thought I could beat him if I was sitting beside him and two because I'm just that kind of guy so um, but yeah, I definitely thought I would have beat him if I was sitting beside him, but yeah, just, it's just funny how it all worked out, how we go from just, we literally did not like each other at all, uh, to now he's like one of my closest friends. Like we talk all the time. He's just a great guy. He's just, it just, it's crazy how that works out. It's just, it's crazy. How, we, how, how pumped were you as he was, uh, winning every single competition? Oh my God, man. I, I can't, it was like my own kid. It was winning, man. Like <laughs> it was, it, uh, okay. So whenever someone would come into jury, I'm like, man, please don't be Kev. Please don't be Kev. And then it was like Jackie. I'm like, yeah. And I feel bad because these poor people, are, their dreams are crushed. And I'm just so happy for Kevin that I'm just like, yeah, you know, like I'm not, I'm not cheering that they're gone. Like, I, you know, I don't want to like give them a slap in the face while they're down. But I'm just like, and then the triple when Dre and William came in. Oh, man, I was pumped, buddy. Like seeing, seeing that Kev survived the trip and then hearing the story what happened, how he went on the block and whatever. And he won the veto uh oh yeah i mean i was pumped and just just seeing him get further and further and i knew um all he had to do was just get to the end i, mm-hmm. I knew he had to just get to the end and, and we'd get him the numbers and that's the one thing i told him before i left i said you take care you focus in here i got jury or something like that i said like you get the house i got jury and you know i was gonna just work jury uh for him because i just definitely but that's you know it's, it's funny and i say that you know work jury but everyone's minds are made up like if someone likes you they're gonna vote for you if they don't like you they're not gonna vote for you jury jury is very very flawed man jury is, is, is such a horrible um um system and i'm actually kind of glad in a way i'm glad uh that these the celebrity people get to go home and watch for themselves in a way but it is an edited show and they're going to be influenced by like social media and stuff which kind of sucks but um like i said man you're, when you go to that chair at the, in the final night on stage you already know who you're voting for it's just a matter of is it this person sitting beside this person or is it this person sitting beside this person you already know who you're voting for so jury is very flawed um, but anyway, I, I was definitely pushing for Kevin either way. I was always trying to make excuses for him. Even when he made stupid moves, I'd always try to justify it for him. Uh, you know, just, he's my buddy, man. You know, you want to see your friends win, you know, you're not going to cheer against them. That's your buddy. You got to help him out. So I tried. Yeah. I, I've always thought that, um, I, I like my, my theory for how to make the jury better is, um, I think that each person should be individually sequestered um it's, it's until, funny you say that until right? they have like a one on a one on two i guess uh interaction with the final two where it's a lengthy <laughs> thing that's edited down where they question the final two and then they just have to take the final two's word for like what happened and they believe who they believe and it's, you know it's funny you say that because that's exactly what i was saying that's that's i literally said that exact same thing everyone should be sequestered and they get a one-on-one and that's exactly it and then and the rebuttal of that is well how do the um the rebuttal is well then they're gonna lie at the end well that's big brother man yeah. big brother is lies if if they can convince you in the end on a one-on-one or like you said a two-on-one conversation that they're right and the other person's wrong you're doing the right thing you're doing your job that's what it is you need to convince that person to vote for you and you know that that's it's exactly what you said is what i said so you have no idea how these people got there or who is even sitting there until you get to that chair at the end of the night or at the finale and you see the two people it's like okay whoa whoa what happened how were you here go you know and they can say whatever the hell they want and uh if you buy it hey good on them that's i totally agree with you because the system right now is in is completely broken uh season three i already knew it was either sarah that won or ashley won i knew godfrey had zero percent chance even 
he had zero percent chance of winning and i knew um on um season five karen had zero percent chance of winning it was either dimitri uh or kevin uh it was one or the other it was dimitri wins or kevin wins nobody else and i knew that and and everybody knew that that's a thing and it's just it's a flawed system it is a very very flawed system so it just depends on who was sitting there at the end the finale that's it because we knew they weren't going to take each other so Mm -hmm. it was just it's a very flawed system well, yeah, well, not only do I think it's more fair, but I also think it would be much more entertaining to mm-hmm. watch somebody potentially just spin a whole line of bullshit uh, about, oh, yeah. like, no, I was amazing, <laughs> I promise, and then have these jurors that have, like, wildly different perceptions of the game uh, and, like, be able to watch somebody come into the finals, like, with with no chance of winning and then actually be able to one on like one by one turn people's opinions around i think that would absolutely. make for incredible television absolutely and i said and it's funny you said because i said the exact same thing is they need to they should find out who is there um literally at finale night like have no idea at all of who is going to be there until finale. I, I totally agree with you and uh, i think it would be a lot better too i mean this season, uh, I think it's going to be a lot different. I think they're going to change a lot of things on season six. I don't mm. know. I have no idea what's going on at, at all. Uh, I haven't even been following the spoilers or anything. Like I said, I was on vacation the whole last week, so I don't even know what if anything's leaked or I have no idea. But um, yeah, I, I think they're going to do things different because I think they realize how flawed everything is because it, it, it is pretty bad. Well, sure. yeah, I mean, I have to imagine they're going to at least change up the uh, the competition structure now that Kevin has broken it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Kev is crazy, man. That guy is so good. And, you know, it, it's it's a shame that he doesn't get the credit for it because that guy beasted out, man. And, and that guy won so many competitions. I think he won just as many as uh, Dimitri did, didn't he? I think he won more. He won more, yeah. I, I, either the same or more, I have no idea. I know that Dimitri won more HOHs or whatever, which is, yeah. I mean, he's a beast. He's a very good competitor. But for me, like even myself, I always... HOHs, and that's a thing too. And and I'm not taking anything away from Dimitri. He is a very good competitor. I'm, I I give him all the credit in the world. He's a he is a very 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 good competitor. But I will say HOHs, it could be 50 percent, 80 percent of the people throwing the competitions. Where vetoes, a lot of times, people want them, right? Uh, like I'll tell you right now, man, I didn't try for many HOHs at all. I mean, maybe he would have beat me in them anyway. I don't know, but I did throw a lot of HOHs. The ones, uh, you know, the competitions you want to win are for me anyway, was the vetoes. I always wanted to win the vetoes and to keep the power in my, in, in my hands. And I know a lot of people throughout the season were just throwing HOHs. So, but Kevin killing it, man, that guy was crushing, crushing, uh, especially at the end. I mean, he won. I don't remember what the numbers are now, but man, he just literally beasted out to the end, man, which was just super impressive. And just hearing him win the vetoes and the HOHs and all that back to back when I'm sitting there in jury, man, it was just, oh man, music to my ears. Were you, <laughs> were you aware of how prepared he was uh, for the competitions? Like, because he was basically, he, he, I mean, he basically had prepared for almost any possible competition for that final stretch. And there was almost no chance he was going to lose any of them. Oh man, I, I was very aware. Like, like, okay, so there was a few times where we saw videos on the screen, and 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 like I tell people, I actually made a little video. I'm doing a lot of YouTube stuff now, and I made a little video telling people pay attention. And I know it sounds stupid to say, like they put a video on the on up in the house, and people literally watch it and walk away, and they go make a sandwich. They don't care. They haven't even absorbed anything. They will not show you a video in that house if they don't want you to remember it. Like, but Kevin, man, that guy is, I, I don't know how he does it, but he would literally watch the video. We'd go into the, I mean, we lived in the, in the have not room. So we'd go sit in the have not room and he could recite the entire video word for word. He'd be like, and then they said this and, this, and he would literally replay the video. It was, it was absolutely 
uh, impressive. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't remember it as hard as I want. I'm there trying to absorb everything, and I could get maybe half of what that guy did. It was, he's, he is very good. I very underrated for um, how much he studied and, and how good of a player he is. I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, on season three, I thought he was a horrible player. I Honest <laughs> to God, I was like, this guy is horrible. I mean, this this even when I watched the show back, and I'm like, this guy, that he was not that good. He's a horrible player. I didn't play with him, though, so I didn't really know what he was up to. But I thought he was so bad on season three. And that's just the truth. But season five, playing with him, I know how good he is. And the guy is a good player. Like the like I was saying, the way he can just remember things. And I knew, because um, physically I could crush competitions, and I knew that. But my weakness is like the puzzles. And I knew Kevin was very, very strong at that. And that's the thing in, in, in the house is you have to find somebody that really uh, amplifies your weaknesses. So they fill in the gap. And Kevin was the person that would fill in my gaps where, where, where it was like the puzzles and all that stuff. Because like I said, the physical competitions, I knew I could handle them. But the the, the word ones and all that stuff, man, like, I'm, oh, man, that's not my thing, the memory stuff. But Kevin crushes it. And um, I'm telling you, man, it was really impressive to hear that guy. The studying, the guy knew every day in and out. And I, and I was studying too. Trust me, I'm trying, but there'd be sometimes I'd mess it up. You're like, no, 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 this is what it is. And, uh, it was super impressive. Uh, I got to give them credit, man. I'm, I'm the kind of guy I give credit, uh, where it's due if they're with me or against me. I'm not, I'm just that kind of person. And even though I did work with Kevin and I'm obviously pumping him up, but it's deserved, you know what I mean? It's very, very well deserved. Yeah. So, uh, is it, you, you mentioned that you, uh, you you told your kids like the last second. Uh, is it is it hard like being away from them? Like what like um, do you do you do anything to prepare? Like what what is that? Yeah, as you know, it's funny because the first time I played, um, I had it all. I had everything backwards. Okay, so the first time I played, because there's nobody in the house to say, um, you know. Uh, your kids are okay. Nobody tells you that, you know? So when you get this, I've never been away from my kids before, you know, let alone three months. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know if my wife's okay. I don't know if she's handling them because, you know, they're two young kids, man. They're a lot of work. Um, so, you know, you get this like kind of like little grain of salt of doubt, you know, it's just a little, this little grain of doubt in your head saying something's wrong at home. Like my kids hurt or my wife's not handling this well, or you never know. Like you really don't know. So you get this little, this little bit of doubt and there's nobody there. You know, you can't just pick up the phone and call her and be like, Hey, you okay? You know, cause there's nobody there to tell you she's okay. So it's like, it's like a snowball effect. So it's like, you go from being like, something's wrong to, okay, man, something's really wrong. And you know, you're already in this high um, stressful environment and you throw that in the mix and it's not good. You know what I mean? Like you're just, you're really, you're, you're, you're worried about home and your kids and you don't know if they're okay. And then, so, you know, that was season three. So then I get home and I was like, Oh man, the kids were great. We were fine. A lot of support system. And, and the kids, they are, oh, yeah, man, they were great. They loved it. Oh, okay. No problem. So season five, I was like, okay, I'm going to put them in the back of my mind. Not to say I don't care, but I know they're okay. So I can focus more on the game. So I put my kids in the back of my mind and so I was trying not to focus on them and stuff, uh, which kind of sucks because they were my fuel. They were kind of why I was there. So I put it in the back of my mind. Maybe it took the fire away. I don't know what it is. Um, but then I get home and I find out it was a lot harder this time because the kids were older. And mm-hmm. especially my oldest one, he understood. My youngest one was, you know, where's daddy? And he was asking about me every day. And it was a lot harder on them this time. And she said, yeah, it was it was rougher. Like, she's just, we're, we're honest with each other. She's not going to you know butter it up. Oh, yeah, they're fine. She's like, no, no, it was hard. And it really was. And I felt bad because... I had it backwards. Like I said, the first time I was like, oh, something's wrong to find out everything was good. And then I go back the second time and I'm like, oh, everything's good. She's fine. I'm not, I'm not even going to worry about them. And to find out, no, 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 it was actually the opposite. So that kind of sucked. But yeah, about telling them like it is it is very hard. It is very hard. And, and one thing people don't understand 
is when you're playing, you know, we're in there, you know, like, oh, look at uh, the celebrity one, Meta, Meta World Peace there, whatever. Mm-hmm. He, he was missing his kids week one. Well, I'll be honest with you. That's week three for him. It's week one for the audience. It's week three for him because they're sequestered. I don't know. I mean, maybe the celebrity one's different, but we're sequestered almost two weeks in advance. So before we even step on stage, we've already been pulled away from our families for two weeks. So it's, it's a lot longer and a lot harder than, than people think because we can't just pick up the phone and call them, you know, and hear their voice. They know they're okay. They're, you know, your families are your security blanket. That's what, you know, that's, that's where people, you know, and to be pulled away from that, it's not easy. And, and I know watching on TV, everything looks so easy. And trust me, when I'm watching these seasons, I'm like, oh man, oh yeah, oh yeah. But it's not like that. It's a lot harder than you see for sure. For sure. You're watching it through a glass window, you know? So it's a lot harder. Yeah, well, uh, the, the Big Brother Canada season um, takes place during the school year, though, right? It Yes, it's, uh, oh, when is it? It's like March, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I imagine that's, I mean, that's at least better than, uh, especially like U.S. is longer and it's during the summer. So like yeah. if you have kids who are going to school, like you just missed out on an entire like summer of them not being at school. Yeah, true. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, I've been in school. Like his, like my kids' teachers and stuff are all into it. And so it was really cool. I'm telling you, man, Ottawa has been really good to me, man. I got a lot of local support. Uh, it's great. I mean, it's been very, very cool for me, man. Ottawa's awesome. Love it. Uh, you mentioned that you, uh, you used to smoke, um, like did, did you started when you were like young? Yeah, I was actually 12 years old, man. I was 12 years old when I started, I was 26 when I quit. And again, I'm one of those guys I'm all in or all out. I just, I had enough. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I had, I was smoking almost two packs a day by the end of it, man. It was bad. Like it was bad. Um, yeah, I smoked for like 14 years. And uh, I quit a month before my wedding, actually, which is the craziest thing because that's like a it's a pretty stressful time, you know. Yeah. It's uh, and I just went. I just I had enough. I just said, you know what, I'm done. And I just gave my last cigarette. I was at work, and uh, one guy asked me for a cigarette. I just said, yeah, here you go. It was my last cigarette. I said, let's go buy some. And I go back uh, to my office, and um, uh, I just drove past the gas station. And I said, you know what, I can just keep doing this. If I keep driving past these gas stations. I won't have cigarettes. If I don't have cigarettes, I can't smoke. And it was just cold turkey, just like that. It was completely unplanned. Just like that, I quit uh, cold turkey. From like two packs a day to zero, just like that after 14 years. Did you feel like a physical change? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, uh, you know, actually, it's funny. I started gaining weight because you eat a lot, right? I guess I guess I had to keep my hands busy. I started gaining weight and stuff. Uh, but I could definitely breathe. I felt like I could breathe a lot better. I wasn't coughing and stuff. Definitely feel a big change. And now, because it's been so long that I actually, uh, I think it's a completely 100% out of my system. And I smoke, like I said, I smoked a lot. And I believe it's all out of my system. So, um, yeah, anybody that smokes, I highly recommend uh, stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you feel a lot better. A lot better. For sure. Well, an- another, another thing, uh, interesting thing about you is that you are uh, colorblind, right? Or at least partially Absolutely. And uh, I got another story about that. A funny story is they so when I got cast on season three, they didn't even know I was colorblind until I got to sequester. So I can't see like blue and purple look the same to me. Uh, Some yellow and greens look the same. Red and brown depends on the shades. If it's like really bright yellow, I know it's yellow. If it's like a a really uh, like red, 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 like a stop sign red. I know it's red. Things like that. But anyway, so um, we get to sequester and they put you in this like purple like outfit it was just like some gross purple outfit and uh i don't even remember what i said i was like oh is that blue or purple or something and they thought i was joking and i was like no no i'm colorblind they had no idea because they don't ask you like they have no idea so they're like what and they all kind of looked at each other all like oh 
and, and I didn't know what I did. I, I, I just, cause to me, it's normal. That's my normal. That's just mm-hmm. me. Like my whole life I've been colorblind. I don't know any different, but they had some competitions in there that I had to rely on color. And so they're like, what do you mean you're colorblind? And so because of that, they actually had to like add another page into the contract and something else I have to look into. Like, are you colorblind? You know, because it can affect your game, you know, and, and, and everything. So, um, uh, so what happened was it was it was just but this one was like a luxury one. It was uh, we had to like collect shirts all over the house and something and then um, like that were our color. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so how they just countered that was I went into the diary room and they let me pick. They're like they gave me like a color sheet. And they're like, what color can you see? Like you can pick your color where everyone else had to kind of like just draw it out of a bag. So I picked a yellow because I could see whatever it was. And then. Uh, anyway, yeah, but yeah, so I'm colorblind and, and it's just something that's my normal. So people will be like, oh, how, what do you see? And it's just like, I don't know. Like, I can't explain it because this is what I see. I just can't explain it to me. This is normal to you. It's like different, you know? Yeah. But it's, well, uh, how did you how did you find out? Like, or when did you find out? Oh, I was young, you know, because I'd be like coloring or they'd be like, you know, you're in school, you're in grade two, three, whatever it is, kindergarten. And, you know, like, hey, color this blue. And I, I don't know what the hell blue is. So I had to like read every single crayon, you know, I had to like you know, turn it over to, okay, that's blue. Okay. And then I start coloring with blue and then I, Oh, that's purple. I have to like read the, the, the name on the crayon in order to know what I was doing. So that's how I find out. Did they all just like look the same to you? Like those, those colors? Yeah. Oh yeah. If you put like a blue and and purple crayon side by side, I mean, it looks the exact same. I don't know if it looks blue or if it looks purple. I have no (laughs) idea, but it looks the exact same. (laughs) It's not gray. I'll tell you that it looks blue or purple. That's, that's all I know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I saw you, um, you had posted something on Reddit about you. Uh, you got these like, like glasses that let you see a color. Yeah. They're actually pretty cool, man. Uh, you know what they're called? They're called in chroma glasses and they're, my wife got actually, she got it for me for Christmas, the set. And it's really neat how it works. It's like, uh, I think it just dims everything down, but the colors I can't really see. So they really stand out. It's like blue really stands out. Yellow really stands out and they're really neat, you know, and it just, it gives you a little uh, appreciation of things like the little things, you know, that, that people just take for granted. Like, yeah, I can see color. Uh, just, you know, even in something like driving down, looking at recycling bins on, on the street, like next to the snow, they just really pop out and they're beautiful. And it's just a freaking recycling bin. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's to you. It's like, yeah, whatever. It's a recycling bin, man. Like I've, you know, who cares? But to me, it's like, Holy crap, that looks awesome. You know? Uh, yeah, just little things like that, man. Just, uh, you know, you, you learn to appreciate for sure. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, I feel like, um, I feel like maybe the, the, the way I'm thinking of it is like how, you know, you'd, you'd watch a TV that wasn't HD and that used to seem normal to everyone. For and sure. Then, and then, you you know, you upgrade the resolution. <laughs> and now if you go back, you're like, oh, my God, that looks terrible. How could anyone Absolutely. have ever watched this? Absolutely. And it's funny because it's like another way I explain it, it's like almost like everything's 3D now. And I, and I don't want to make it sound weirder than it is but it's like you know if you're driving down a highway all the trees used to just like blend into each mm-hmm. other it was just like a mass of whatever but now you i can like it just i see the branches and it's just i don't know it's it's things pop out more uh, it's it's neat it's definitely cool to see and I, I wish i could explain it better i just don't even know how to explain it that's how different it is and how cool it is i can't even explain it it, it's, it sounds like you got an HDR television. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You know, when you say it like that, yeah, it sounds like that's what happened for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, um, so how how has everything been since uh, since Big Brother Five? Is uh, are you back to normal life again? Oh yeah, man. You know what? Uh, I found this time around. Uh, I just literally came home and right back to life. Um, 
I just like like I said, I wasn't as into it and stuff. But at the same time, I just I guess I knew what to expect. It was a lot easier this time. Uh, I didn't do like any meet and greets. I, people were asking, and, and I just and not to not to say like I didn't care or anything like that. I just I was just done with it, man. I was like, you know what, I'm good. I, I got two kids, man, and, and they keep me in check, and they just that's what I did it for, and that's what I care about. And I just, uh, yeah, no, just doing my thing, man. Being a, just being a pops, man. I'm just, uh, right now, like in the winters, I don't work right in the winters. I, I'm seasonal. So I stay home with my youngest kid. He's not in school yet. So it's just me and him hanging out every day. And yeah, man, I'm just, uh, just being a parent doing my thing. It's just life. You know, um, I try not to complicate life and, and, uh, you know, I just having a good time just living my life. Uh, yeah, just being a parent, doing my thing. Nothing too crazy. You know, like I said, just doing vacations, uh, I'm trying to get into YouTube a little bit. I, I'm I'm really liking that, and uh, yeah, it's pretty fun, man. Did a little thing there with Bobby and Godfrey there a couple weekends ago in Toronto. It was pretty sick, but I have some things coming, man. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a crew right there. Yeah, that's that's the boys, man. That's the boys. But no, yeah, life's honestly it's it's very um, nothing too crazy going on. I, I try to keep it simple. Uh, the kids are they're at like a very uh, a stage in life where you know they they need us they're young kids you know so uh i choose not to travel and do the the greets and meet and greets and stuff and just stay home with the kids and, and i'm good with that yeah well i know like uh big brother canada in, in particular and I, I think especially after big brother canada five there's there's like, there's, there's like some drama surrounding the uh the alumni uh how do you oh, yeah. how do you react to that kind of stuff honestly man i i don't even i stay clear of it man I, i'm a grown-ass man and you know i there was a couple of uh, i don't know how long it was now a couple months ago i did an ama and mm-hmm. uh i i don't know what i said i don't even know what i said man i'm just being real about it and just saying my piece and uh you know i could get a little upset and tries to call me out on twitter and i just said hey listen you're a grown-ass woman i'm a grown-ass man i have my phone in my hand right now you have my number you want to say anything you call me we're going to talk like like adults and we can deal with it Nope, you know stuff like that. I guess doesn't fly for some people, and they just want to do it on Twitter. I was like, you know what? See you later. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm I'm literally at the park with my kids. Like, get out of here, you know. And I just don't care for that. So I'm, I'm I'm a grown man. I'm I'm 34 years old. I don't care about that stuff. Uh, you know, the way I look at the show is it was an opportunity to win some money, win some prizes, have some fun, a good experience. Um, and that's the way I see it. You know, um, I, I don't see me as like a, a celebrity or a big deal. I'm just some regular guy from Ottawa, man. Uh, like I said, I'm a 34 year old man and I had this awesome opportunity to play a game twice and that's it. And I like to share my story. And if people want to, want to hear it, I, I'm more than happy to talk about it, you know? Um, but some people let things get to their heads a little bit and, uh, I guess that's the way it is. And there's no right or wrong answer. If that's the way they want to go with it, go with it. But, uh, for me, I'm fine with just playing the game, going back to my normal life and just doing my thing, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I try to stay clear of the drama, you know? And, uh, like I said, if it ever, if anybody tries to call me out, I say, Hey, call me. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it, you know? Uh, but I'm not doing this over the internet. Uh, like again, I come from different times where we didn't have this stuff, uh, Twitter and, and, and all these like drama sites. We didn't do that, man. You had something to say, you picked up your phone or you walked over to the person's house or you walked up to their face and you said, Hey, this is what's wrong. This is, you want to deal with it. You want to walk away or do you want to deal with it somewhere else? And that's the way it was. And that's what I'm used to. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't do these Twitter fights, man. It's not my style. I don't care for it whatsoever, man. So no. <laughs> no, I stay out of the drama, but there is a lot for sure. Yeah. Would you, uh, would you go back if they asked you to come back? It, you know what? I'll tell you right now. Uh, I would, I would go back and I would actually come back prepared this time because I, I, am disappointed in myself. Uh, what I did on season five, because I, even though, um, I felt like I didn't have much of a chance even walking in. Um, I, I, I'm disappointed at how I did it, how I played 
And just there were so many things. I, even while I was in there, what I knew I should have been doing and what I was actually doing, and I just didn't even have the energy, man, to even to do it because I was just like, oh, man, I'm so depleted, you know, being on slop and all that stuff. And, and I'll tell you right now is um, slop is a way bigger factor. And, I, and I'm mm. going to tell you this from experience, man, like living it firsthand than the show that's on. The, the show barely even – it's not even a factor in the, in the episodes. But think about being hungry um, – not just for a few hours, for a whole week, and then doing it two weeks in a row. It's man, it's it's very. On top of that, you know, you're in this stressful environment. Uh, things aren't normal. You don't know what time it is. You can't just nap. You can't sing. You can't listen to music. You know, it's it's a very uh, intensified. Um, you know, surroundings, man. And, you, and on top of that, you can't eat and you're smelling everyone like cook steaks and shrimp and all. Trust me, it's it's a way, way bigger factor than the show lets on. And it's a shame because I, I just think they should take that crap out of it completely and let these people play. And it just sucks that the show has become such a gimmick. And like with, with all these things, like just let the players play, man. You know, like don't throw in twists. Don't, and I know, I know they need it for ratings and all that crap, but you know, a lot of people like that pure game or they want to see like a good player win. Um, instead of just having, you know, like uh, cards stacked against them or whatever, you know, just let the players play. That's that's the way I see it. Is just let the players play. Um, but you're not going to see that. You're yeah. not see that anymore. Well, it, it makes me wonder, like, how much of a factor the fact that these celebrities in Big Brother Celebrity Edition uh, are not having to eat slop, at least not yet, um, in, like, the aggressiveness of their gameplay right now. Like, I think a lot of people are attributing it to the pace of this game, but mm-hmm. I think probably a lot of it is that they're they're getting kind of pampered and they're not having to, uh, you know, be crazy sleep deprived and eating slop and taking yeah. cold showers. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny because I, uh, I like I said, I was gone on vacation all week, so I didn't see any of it until last night. I power watched all the episodes last night uh, because I was like, man, I, I wanted to I was looking forward to watching it. So I had to power through all these episodes and uh man it's a pretty neat pretty neat cast man like i'm a big chuck liddell fan from ufc like i i really followed ufc back especially in his era um but yeah i know you're right they're they're definitely pampered people are saying it's an old it's an older cast they're all in their what maybe 40s i guess i don't know yeah 40 plus like yeah 30 40s yeah it's an older cast you can see the dynamics are even different the the drama is kind of different and it's just i don't know i don't know i'm kind of liking it in a way i'm kind of liking it and I don't know. There's parts I like and there's parts I don't like. I don't know. I just, for me, it's like, uh, like I say, it's like when the magician, you know, shows you the trick, it's hard to, to see the trick the same again. And that's, and that's been the same since season three. It's hard to watch the show the same after knowing what behind the scenes is like. And just, you know, when you see certain diary sessions, you're like, oh, okay, you know, why <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay. And, you know, just things like that. Like it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But I'm trying to enjoy it as much as I can. All right. Do you still play any games? You know what? That freaking Kevin Martin, man. I'm waiting for him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were we were we were playing a couple games together not long ago. Then he's been you know going on vacations and uh, winning money and poker, and he's doing his thing. You know, he's he's doing great. So I'm waiting for him. We're, we're supposed to be doing some uh, some things there soon, but uh, whenever he's ready, man, he's supposed to call me. So <laughs> I'm waiting for him. Well, so, we uh, we we actually we played uh, Secret Hitler, which is like a mafia kind of style game. Yeah. Um, and we 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 streamed a few episodes of that. Uh, we've had Johnny Mac uh, and Matt Hoffman come on and play with us. <laughs> nice. So if you ever want to yeah. join us for that, yeah. yeah. Man, anytime. Johnny, actually, Johnny's a very good friend of mine. Oh, he's Johnny's, great. yeah, he's a, we're very close. Him and I, we talk all the time. Uh, he's um, he's amazing, man. Johnny's amazing, and uh, we play a lot of games together. Actually, um, yeah, he's he's great. He's he, he's hilarious, man. So yeah, I'd love to come play with you guys for sure, for awesome. sure, for sure. Cool. 
Well, uh, thanks for uh, for coming on with me here. Hey, man, no problem. I, I hope you enjoyed it, man. So, yeah, yeah well, was... you you took time. You you just got back from vacation. You were willing to, <laughs> to hop right on with me. Yeah, absolutely. I, like I literally just got back yesterday, and and uh, yeah, you know, I was glad that you reached out, man. I I, I love the show, and I love uh, you know you're really good at what you do, man. So I really appreciate uh, you know you come reaching out to me for sure. Thank you so much. Um, I and I, I do hope uh, I hope we see you again on uh, on Big Brother. I'm glad I'm glad I came back. I'm glad we're we're still good for Big Brother Canada. Yeah, well, let's hope it lasts, man. Because I, I truly believe that it's better than uh, the American one. And and you know I just I find like our Canadian players are players where the American ones are more like uh, they're there for different reasons. You know mm-hmm. they want to they want the fame and stuff. Where um, Canada players they go to play. I find you know yeah so. All right. Well, um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast if you go to The Taryn Show on iTunes. Um, it's also a part of the Big Brother uh, Reality TV Rehap Ups feed on iTunes, which includes this podcast and all of the uh, LFC Big Brother coverage um, and lots, lots and lots more. So make sure you subscribe to that as well. Uh, you can find us on Rob has a website. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Armstrong Taryn. Uh, Bruno, how can people find you? Uh, you know what? I have my Insta. Actually, I got to change my tags, man. They're all still from the old one from the BB Can Three. My <laughs> wife made all my accounts for me, man. I just haven't even changed them. So I got Instagram. I got Bruno Aiello BB Can Three. I believe my Twitter is BB Can Three Bruno. My YouTube is Capone Gaming with a K. It's Capone with a K Gaming. A lot of things coming that way. If you want to check that out for sure. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you again, everyone, for joining us. I will see you next time. Peace. Terrence asking questions Terrence finding out Terrence looking deeper That's what it's all about It's the Terrence Show So you